0: Welcome to the show everybody It's with Jay Cox and Gilly He's Jay Cokes And, Gilly. Gonna he's, do- <laughs> yeah. and he's Gilly uh, wow. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week um, We're in quarantine Well we're in social isolation So it means we're supposed to be separated from each other So the show's going to look a little bit different I got Gilly on the phone And uh, he's currently in Kitchen studios And I am at my house um,
1: all the way on the other side of the planet Man, look
0: at this technology
1: Busting
0: out Right First of all, I want to say to everyone Who's going through this situation We are going through this together We might be all affected on different levels But this is something that is it's Touching every household, every hand Every situation Everybody's involved in this And we're we're going through this together So I want you to know that Everybody who's going through something right now That we stand in solidarity with you and we're happy that you're here and listen to us. So we're gonna to try to distract you, take your mind off a little bit, give you something to think about. When you're at home, uh, those some some people are essential employees, is what they call them. Some people are at home. Um, hey man, this whole
1: little spiel kind of reminds me of I Am Legend, when he, he's on, he's on the radio trying to find other people out in the world. Right. If you're hearing this right now, you're not alone. We're gonna rebuild. Gonna be better than before. That's my Trump
0: voice. For everybody just wondering why I sound like Trump. Yeah. So it's. I mean, this is a situation like we haven't faced anything like this in our lifetime. lifetime. Yeah. Like this is a new struggle for us. And it's it's not just a, a, us here in America. This is this is a worldwide pandemic, and this is something like we have seen in movies. And books, and we have, it's a, it's like, we have seen it. It's one of those things that we knew was possible. We didn't know it was real, and we didn't know it was going to be this week.
2: So, I mean, today,
0: today,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm going to learn today. This week, we're going to talk about survival tips and how to uh, make a meal out of nothing. With a pair of socks, <laughs> old gym rack that you found in the garage,
0: and two things of spam. Listen, spam goes a long way. That is a survival.
1: Hey man, I used to love spam sandwiches when my mom would make them. Like I ate spam, but I would love the way my because my mom would make them with love. You know what I'm saying? Little little, little mayo, little cheese on their mug, Might get some lettuce and tomato on that Joker. Man, you ain't never ate spam Is like sandwiches. like kind of, I don't know. I can't. You know what
2: scrapple is? Uh,
1: no. Have you ever had those little wieners? They're the like the U.S. Yeah, like I love the U.S. Yeah, that's I what, lived up <laughs> <best> growing up. <laughs> you Oh, okay. I think it's about the same thing. about the same consistency. Grapples like a meatloaf of like pork. It's like bologna, but it's like big. big. And they slice it and they hey, do them a podcast. If you ain't on the podcast, get the fuck out of Kitchen studio <laughs> Well you don't have to leave
0: but the boy does So what's going on, Gilly? How are you how are you?
1: By my ass? How are you
0: how are, how, are, how are you dealing with it? How are
1: Hey man, uh it's nothing to me. I just stay away from people. Karen's cooking a lot chicken of chicken in the crib. Karen, you're not on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Disrespect me on my podcast, man. First choking. That's me. Uh Man, we just laying low, man. we just really taking it serious, trying to stay away from people, making sure we're not part of the problem, but we're part of the solution. I'm trying to stay out the way and let this pass over, man. It's about all you can do. I, I got plenty of PlayStation games. I got, I, I have Netflix. I have Disney Plus. I mean, shit, ESPN Plus. We got all kinds of shit. Got Moonshiners popping right now. We still got the Curse of Oak Island. What is that? Uh, sh- sh- street Outlaws. We been watching the little drag races on TV, man. Memphis is really holding it down. It ain't keeping up with the show. But uh, yeah, man, we. <laughs> I, I, I had a uh, talk to somebody the other day, and I told him, you know, I've, I've been in jail. You know what I'm saying?
0: I've had 22 <laughs> Yeah, hours yeah done it. a little time.
1: Yeah. And you get to know yourself when you sit off in there. And I think that the world really needed this time to itself to just sit back and reflect on what the hell we're actually doing with the planet. Because the planet's going to be fine. We might not. You know, there's been plenty of species that have been extinct for millions of years. Who knows how, the planet, how long the planet's actually been here? I mean, we got things out in, uh, co where they're finding temples. They were like 30 feet under the sand. And then they come to find out with all kinds of, uh, different technologies that there's also like 20 other pyramid or not pyramids, but structures under this one structure. So who knows? And they're saying that one structure is like 20,000 years old. So what's built under that is gotta be a lot older. So who knows, man, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be around, you know, that. Thousands of years from now, when everybody's extinct, and it's just me and this parent, and just still (laughs) holding it down, (laughs) holding it down.
0: I feel like, um, like this is a, is it's a crazy situation to be in to to sit here and watch this, and. To actually like be living through this and I, my heart goes out to the people who are stuck with people they don't really like if you're if you're quarantined yeah. with somebody you just you just tolerating like you meant to break up with them before this but now y'all just y'all can't you can't do nothing you're stuck with them you're just surviving um i just want to say my heart goes out to you and don't stab that motherfucker it won't last that long
1: <laughs> no no, yeah. the government shut down, but they did say the police officers are not taking anybody to jail unless it's a felony. And I think domestic violence is a felony, yeah. so you might want to you might want to just make you a plan. There really ain't a lot you can do right now. You quarantined, stuck in the house. This you, this is the only person you know that is probably if they got it, you got it. Right, and you might need to ride out because then you leave them, and you come to find out you got it. Then you really isolating yourself. Now you really stuck.
0: So the whole thing is about it. So I feel like we are we are in a place where we're not even at the worst of it yet. Like I I feel like we're gonna we're gonna see a little. bit. It's gonna get worse. Like I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better, and that's why like they're telling you just shelter in place if you can. And like I know like we we're not really prepared for this. Most people aren't prepared for this, and there's some people who are like like the doomsday preppers. They're loving it. Like oh yeah, I told you, motherfuckers. That's why. Yeah, I mean.
1: All those people that just were hoarding food and water and all kinds of stuff in their little bunker yeah I mean that that it's kind of still surreal because it's actually happening but we're in the game you know you really don't think about it because um, what 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 is it we're staying in the house well the government saying we can't go outside it's, it's scary man it's a scary time there's a lot of my friends that are freaking out. there's a lot of people that I know that are freaking out about the whole situation. They asking me, "Is this the end of the world?" You think? I, I know. I'm like the, the one figure in the world that anybody come and ask me, and I probably know. But this is some shit. I don't. I don't. I don't have any idea, man. I'm from the future, and they don't even have this in the history. So maybe, maybe it turns out good. Maybe it turns out bad. I don't know. But I'm staying my ass in the house and away from
0: people, <laughs> as much as possible. You oh, yeah. have to
1: interact
0: with people The whole social distancing thing and I think that's important I think we I, th- I think it's important to take this seriously Like today I was listening to something And it told me like exactly what it does And I feel like we need to like talk about the details Of what it does So basically like it, It's a respiratory infection that'll Like tear your lungs apart And, and, and like it feels it, like so you can't breathe So like it's Like I, I don't know yeah,
1: see, You kind of drown
0: yeah, you drown, like basically it yeah. So and it's they said most people like you can get it and you won't necessarily have symptoms and you some people are gonna have severe symptoms and it's it's, it's really gonna affect people with compromised immune systems
1: and people Yeah, who, well it's gonna affect people differently, depending yeah. on your immune system and the way your body's set up. But yeah, but that's that's the crazy thing. Like everybody feels healthy still and uh you might be healthy and that's the thing. Just because a person looks healthy does not mean anything because this this virus can lie dormant for up to fourteen days before you start actually having symptoms. So some people might have it because they have a strong immune system, but they're just not showing signs yet. And so, hey man, every little sneeze and cough now, everybody looking around, crazy stuff. So, so yeah, it's uh it, it, it's crazy, man. But I watch a lot of sci-fi movies, so you know I'm. I'm really up on top of it. It really don't matter. I, my friend was telling me about these straws that they have that uh, filter out the water. Life straws. Life straws. We're gonna
0: get some of those tonight. Yeah, those they're are like
1: a hundred hundred dollars a piece though, but they I, last I think they, I uh, think they, so many I, gallons of water.
0: I think they've gone up in price. I almost want to say I, I priced them when Trump was elected president. Um, yeah, like it was something. When I, they
1: were messing around with that pipeline over yeah, in Dakota.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's still a big issue, you know. what I mean, because that and come to find out, they didn't even get that pipe all the way in the ground, and they already started having leaks. And that's like the world's main vein as far as like fresh water. Like people think, yeah, you know, we got the world is seventy percent water, so you would think that we'd be okay. But people in California don't have water because you can't just drink seawater. Like it's it's a different process to filter it out because of all the different salts in it. And that's not something you could just do. You guys actually have to vaporize the water and catch the water vapors in order to get some clean water, man. And that that shit right there is uh, really hard when you're out in the world, naked and afraid.
0: Yeah. So yeah, man. I I, I feel like don't what you were this. saying is like I feel like this is a good time for actually everybody to just step back and look at their life and look at the world. Like I think the biggest tragedy of all of this would be if you go through this situation and you go back to being unhappy, you go back to being unsatisfied, like you survived this and you get an opportunity to go back into life, because right now, like we took it for granted, like I was sitting there thinking about the simple fact like, I've always been able to go to the movies anytime I felt like it, the simple fact that right now, there are no movie theaters there are no restaurants where you can go sit down, like things, like daily life like you can't be near people like you it it's kind of one like those it's like in the grocery store like you don't really want anybody near you like i want my personal space but like now like you have to have your personal space like it's important <laughs> yeah yeah
1: there's not a lot of people running the cart into the back of your heels now at the grocery
0: store <laughs> yeah everybody's like yeah i almost want to like i i'm 6'6 so i have a pretty long arm span like i feel like i just want to spin in circles just to smack people like stay away from me stay back this is my area if you get smacked, you were too yeah. close.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous time because this is the uh, viruses. They 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 are like a uh, people. They grow and get stronger, and they grow immunity to certain things that they come in contact with. To certain uh, certain medicines that might try to help the situation might not help for long, you know, because well, they mutate.
0: Well so they so like the way I've been looking at it is I look at it like so I treat it like I already have it and I don't want to spread it. So like that's it's it's a it's a rough way to look at it. Like
1: I Yeah, just, well I mean that's the smart way to look at it because I don't I, I I don't mind if I got sick. That's one thing, you know. You never know. It's a fifty fifty chance whenever you go out into the world and you interact with people. The thing is, I don't want to take it and give it to somebody else. So I'm trying to basically stay out of the way, not for just myself and my family's sake, but for my family's sake and my sister. And then I got my mother and my brothers and my nephews and nieces. I'm staying away because, man, I just don't want to see that shit. Because that's the hard part, having to watch your loved ones go through that that ailment. Because it, so it sounds like a pretty rough ailment. If people are dying, Yeah. What what did my mom say? 700-something people died just the other day in Italy? Yeah. like In that one day. So you know this shit is serious. And that's why we're shutting down Columbus and started with San Francisco and now it's moving on down. We're going to have to stay out of the way. I was thinking about it. If you you look in the Bible, man, it does say, he who is first shall be last and he's last shall be first. You know what that means, Jake? That means that dude riding around with a a Maybach, I mean, $1,000 shoes on, got the Rolex, everything, big house, everything's going good for him. He's first right now, but you know, the country man is sitting out there that everybody snickers at because they got dirty overalls on because they've been actually grinding out in the fields, you know, taking care of their family and their crops and and their livestock and all that stuff that people don't even think about, the way that you're actually eating. Those people already live off the land. They don't, they don't have any issues right now because they're used to being out in the country and being isolated. And I don't know. If, if that dude with that with that Maybach, if he can't cut a deer open or, or cut a squirrel open or cut a possum or a raccoon open and know what veins you can hit and where to actually cut so that you don't just mess up that meat, he might not even know that if you hit the stomach sack and bust that open, the whole animal is ruined, because there's different toxins that are going to be in the meat. That guy, that guy's going to be laughed, because he's going to have to depend on that person that was working in the field, growing crops. Yeah, you can live off the land. And living off the land. But you know, like uh, Amish people, like the whole world has kind of acted funny towards them, because how stupid can you be to not use technology? You don't have power and you don't know, use cell phones and car- man, they ain't worried about gas prices and they ain't worried about electric prices either and they ain't worried about water because they done dug their own wells out there so you know that dude right there is going to be first
0: well yeah I, I definitely think guy. like we've definitely gotten used to a, a lifestyle where we don't have to do much to live
1: yeah you like don't things. have to kill your food you don't ever have to look at an animal in the face when you want to go get some chicken nuggets Or you want one of them big ass burgers with an egg on it and some bacon. You don't know how many animals you got to kill and slaughter and then cut the meat up. And you don't know about different meat cuts. You just know how to go into a restaurant and order some
0: shit. Like the process it takes to make food, like to bring it to your table, like everything that you get in a bag, like it took a lot. There was a lot of labor intensive things to bring it to your table for you to go into the grocery store. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. We're tied together so much. So, like, you got to think like the people who aren't able to work right now, like they're like, they're going through, yeah.
1: Just the uncertainty of not knowing where your next check is coming from, man. That that'll stress you out because bills don't stop. I know they like uh, they said something about the electric bill wasn't going to be. They weren't going to worry about it. Like, I didn't get an electric bill this month. I had this the other day when I was talking with Karen about it. I thought about it and I looked it up. And, yeah, I I I, I was almost late on my bill. I was a couple days shy of that passing. Those people that are worried about paying those bills, man, those people that don't have credit. Yeah. Those people that were just like, yeah, I'm going to go get all these iPhones, nigga, and then I'm going to sell them off and fuck that bill. Those people those people are feeling it right now because if you don't have some credit or some kind of backing you got the money in the bank just from just in case shit like this is really stressful man yeah like they're, especially they're, if you have
0: a family yeah absolutely absolutely if you have a family and like but and that's why I'm saying like so luckily me and Tia has been transitioned home and I'm my company is still working and because of the nature of the industry that I'm in we are going to be like a matter of fact like uh, since the quarantine happens they've been having everybody stay at home like I have been towing first responder vehicles like I went and towed a fire truck and I went and towed an ambulance so like my services are going to be needed and I'm thankful for that and that ability but like as far as like my comedy I've lost like multiple headlining shows this month because of this, like they, they're just canceling shows left and right. And like, I am not a full time comedian, which I would like to be, but if I was in this situation, like, they it's like everybody's food just got smacked off the table.
1: Yeah. I mean, man, I was supposed to be doing uh, the Keenan Thompson, Thomas Thompson, uh, Keenan Thompson Ultimate Comedy Experience. Yeah, you said last
2: night?
1: Yeah, but it got pushed back. And then I, I looked on the ground today and it's been it's been uh, paused indefinitely until this is taken care
0: of. So, you know. And the uncertainty is like, we don't know when we're going to come back from this. We don't know what, what life is going to look like after this. And governments are scrambling and countries are shutting down. And this is something we haven't faced in our lifetime. And this is a very difficult situation. And I don't want to... Hey man, but that's it. the thing that's the thing like
1: I know we haven't been able to go do comedy for like two weeks but like I really haven't missed it because it's just been so much other stuff going on that comedy is like the, the last thing on my plate that I'm worried about like I, I love doing comedy and it makes me feel good but I man you go out there and you tell jokes and then somebody got the corona come up to you man that was a good set and then now you got it and they passing around it man I I love comedy, man, but right now, shh, the world needs laughter, but we need some goddamn common sense, man. Mm-hmm. Something, you see the so bear, the basketball player, that fool talking like, oh, man, the corona. He's running around smacking people on the ass in the locker room. And at the interviews, he's rubbing all the microphones. Yeah, he's rubbing all the microphones. And then come to find out, he has it, and he spread it to like half the team, and who knows how many reporters. You gotta take this serious man I would, It only takes Just one person to just Really infect a whole Lot of fucking people dude
0: Well yeah That's right the, now, That's dude. the thing and it's like uh, Even if you don't get sick you could be a carrier And not know it And then you pass it to somebody else And that's what I'm worried about It's like I wanna go see my grandparents But no I know to avoid them Like I have to avoid my grandparents mm-hmm. I can't go see them And that's something I'm not yeah, used to Yeah I can't to. go see my mom like that's the thing like, yeah. like and, and it is for safety so like this whole social isolation thing like i see some people going through it and then like like trying to stay busy and trying to stay focused and this is going to be hard but like I, I have the unfortunate privilege of having done time before so i am a little bit better uh, suited for this but then i have my family here so i have my my girl and my kids and it's so it's different and like i am able to and i'm still going to work so I'm trying to avoid people and trying to like going like avoid going to the gas stations and things like that and using hand sanitizer. And it's just like I just don't want to be a problem for somebody else. Exactly. Uh okay, so you're on the show this is Podro with Jake Hopkins and Gilly. Gilly is not here right now. I wanted to just call you cuz like I'm having trouble like getting multiple people on the line at one time, but I wanted to call you uh Mark Lucas and just get your take on things. For the show, you're one of the smartest people I know you're at least you're you're a person who makes himself abreast of things in the world and uh when when I kind of wonder what's going on in the world i uh I look to to you sometimes so uh what are your thoughts on this situation? I saw you buying your uh, end of the world shopping list
2: here hold on a second I can barely make you out, but I've got some headphones that'll help me out right. a second <laughs> living in the time of apocalypse man.
0: <laughs> it's a, it is a strange time to be alive man
2: alright can you hear me now
0: you ready yeah you got me
2: yeah I got you
0: all right, so I'm what do scr- you
2: ask me one more time?
0: So hold on, I'm about to just go and reintroduce you. All right, so uh everybody listening to the podcast right now, I've made a phone call to one of the people who is one of the smartest people I know. Like he might not be smart like compared to like geniuses, but he's a person who keeps himself abreast on issues around the world and stuff like that. He's pretty he's a pretty well aware guy. He's a reporter. Um he's a jack of all trades. He's also one of my favorite comedians, who no longer lives in the city. He's moved away. Um, I want to <laughs> introduce one of my good friends, Mr. Mark Lucas.
2: <laughs> hey Jay, how's it going?
0: What's going on? Uh, so I, I I was I was on Facebook and I saw that you had your grocery shopping uh, in a time of plague, and it looked like a very good list of things to oh, yeah. get if the world is going to end. Sure. So what are you uh, what are you making of all this? Uh,
2: I mean, I live in New Orleans, Louisiana, so the, the utilities are always going out. So that is why the shopping list looks the way it does. That's all stuff that doesn't need to be refrigerated or really cooked to eat. So that is, that is one reason, uh, why the shopping list looks that way. It's mainly dry goods and things that don't require refrigeration and things that, if I needed to, I could transport out of the city if something got real messed up.
0: Yeah, it looks like uh, you got a hard salami, pepperoni, parmesan, wedges, dry rice, uh, dry pinto yeah. beans, coffee, concentrate, uh, tortillas, uh, onions, celery. I mean, it looks like a very, like, yeah, exactly what you're saying, like a list of things that you can just have and, and extra strength Tylenol.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, for one, I have kind of bummed shoulders, but if I needed to, uh, if I needed to ride my bike out of town, I have packs for all that stuff. That's the same, uh, pack out I used when I was traveling around the world. So, um, and if you ride your bike for long enough, you're going to get a lot of, uh, pain. So extra strength Tylenol is a good thing to have around.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I haven't talked to you since. You, well, I, I've, I've when you came back for a little bit, I saw you, but I haven't really got to talk to you about the whole going around the world thing, which I definitely want to talk to you about. But right now, I just want to talk about like how does how do you view the situation that we are currently facing as a country and a people? Well,
2: I think it's going to be a big test for us. Um, stuff like I mean, my grandfather used to talk about stuff like this. Um, you know, rationing during World War II, and uh, he grew up in the Depression. Uh, both my, all four of my grandparents grew up during the Depression, so they were pretty adept to just shortages coming up. And like in the 70s, there was gas prices, so you couldn't just go get fuel. So people had to go and get fuel rationed out. I don't think that really, and a lot of people, a lot of younger people's lifetime, at least anybody that's younger than maybe about 30 years old has really come across anything like that. I think the last time that really came about was in the eighties. Somebody about 30 years old would have been 10 during nine 11. So they don't even remember a national crisis on that level and sort of the, the way things change. But, uh, I was just trying to stay cautious basically. Right. I I've inherited a lot of good old knowledge from people that live through that sort of thing. So I'm more worried about the economic situation yeah. than than the uh, the concern with you know, the virus itself. I'm a young guy, I keep in decent shape, I have a pretty good immune system, but uh, you know, so I'm not worried about I'm not even worried about getting sick for my own sake. Um, my girlfriend has a compromised immune system, so I can't get sick. Right. Because if she gets sick, she's going to be in real trouble. And the volume of hospitals isn't quite up to uh, what it should be. Right. I definitely And I work with a guy who has a kid that uh, his kid's got uh, some lung problems. So he can't get sick which means that I can't get sick and get him sick and get her sick. So that's kind of how you have to think about any, any disease that, you know, operates like this one.
0: Yeah. That's the thing they were saying. Like you can be a carrier and not know it. So like you have to treat it like you already have it and you just don't want to hurt other people. That's one of the things like you could, you could just be walking around like, la da. And you're just infecting people and they might not have the immune system that you have. And like, I was talking to Gilly, I was like, I'm avoiding my grandparents right now. Like I don't, I don't want oh, to yeah, go, go
2: around. Your grandparents.
0: Yeah. Like it's older Americans, people with compromised immune systems. And it's just like one of those things, like you have to, we have to take this thing seriously. And what you were saying about the economics, that's the part that, I'm really looking at us like where where do we go from this? Like, there's going to be a lot of people out of work, and we don't know. We don't know when this is going to wrap up. Like, we don't have a date to when we're going to have this whooped. Like, China is reporting that they are on the decline and they're through the worst of it, but they locked down completely. Like, we're we're late to the game.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about China is too is. I mean, that's state run media and it's difficult to track the, the health progress of a billion and a half people. So while I hope that's the case in China, um, I wouldn't necessarily count on that, but the cat's kind of out of the bag at this point, like the virus has migrated out of Asia and now it's pretty much all over the world. And I mean, in the United States, We've got we've got the money to handle this kind of thing. I'm I'm more concerned about larger Central American countries. Um, I mean, they've got to have cases in India.
0: Yeah, I haven't uh, seen too much about India at all, and I'm like, there's a lot of people there, and they travel, and
2: they're very close to China, right? So, and they do trade with them all the time. So I can't imagine that that hasn't hit there and India exports people and goods all over the world too. So, I mean, you might be looking at a couple of different ways of it, but again, it's not like the kind of virus that like, you know, I mean, the last time we had the last time we had a huge pandemic was, and it's come up a lot is probably the Spanish flu, but you got to understand how far medical technology has come since then. Right. So like when people are talking about the mortality rates and such and such, it's like, yeah, well that's. I mean, even in the United States, it was pretty much in, we had pretty much an impoverished population with no access to medical equipment or supplies. So you are going to see a whole bunch of people die from that. And you know, same in, same in a lot of different places, but the economics is really the that's the part that concerns me most. I mean, we went from almost 30,000 on the Dow Industrial Average to today we dropped another 500 points and over, and we've been dropping thousands of points a day for a week or so. And now we're at, I think it's 18,5? 18, five, 18,560, which that's like... It went from thirty, almost thirty thousand, to eighteen thousand, which means that more than a third of our entire economy, at least according to stock prices, is just kind of evaporated into thin air.
0: Well, here's my thing that about the stock market is the president has tied himself pretty closely to the stock market. Like he's like, "Oh, we're doing great. The stock market is booming and stuff like that." And professionals were like. Experts are like, you, a president, shouldn't tie himself to the market because he really doesn't have any control over it. I mean, he could say something and it could make it go up or he could say something and it could make it go down, but that's not really a, a true indicator of how average Americans are doing because most people don't have money in the stock market. Like,
2: Well, that's that's also the president is falling again into an old adage of uh, – of, Victory has many fathers and failures and orphan. Right. <laughs> so when the <laughs> stock market's doing great, of course, he's going to be like, yeah, all right, time either that. Look how good that is. But yeah, when it's not doing good, all of a sudden it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, man. I mean, I was doing great. And, uh, I mean, the stock market's an unpredictable thing. Right. It was, it was already up higher than you think it would be. And then, you know,
0: We were expecting a correction to come at some point. Um, Oh, sure. But this is definitely, like, this is is a drop. And then, like, this is one of those things, like, where now he doesn't say anything about the stock market. He's just trying to get it to stabilize, and the market is just like, we don't trust you. And it continues to go down. And it's just, so it just worries me. Like, the people who have money have money, and they are losing money. Like, they said, I think that the first day when it dropped, I think they said, like, Jeff Bezos lost, like, Eight billion dollars, and but he was still one of the richest people in the world. Like it's,
2: well, yeah, he's worth a hundred billion. So right. if he loses eight, and now he's down to ninety-two billion, so uh, he'll be all right, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think he. I don't think he'll have to sell a boat. It's the people at the bottom the people who are at risk, the people who are living paycheck to paycheck right now, who this is hitting the hardest. Uh, and then a lot of people who are in entertainment fields and things at the top, they said Vegas is shut down. So like,
2: well, like, and I mean, down here is a perfect example, right? So like I said, I live in new Orleans, Louisiana, this entire city, most of it is service industry. It's tourism, and bars and hotels and tour guides and on and on and on. That is, that's the big draw for New Orleans, Louisiana. So if you have, if you have a condition like a pandemic scare like this one, where people, even if people are just nervous to go outside, that takes a big toll on the city. Now, if you couple that with, um, the government of Louisiana is telling people don't go outside. And that happened today as of, uh, five o'clock central. So they did a, just like they did in Columbus, I think, right. Didn't Ohio do the same thing.
0: Right. So our start, our start at, um, like only essential people at midnight. That's what yeah. you're saying. But the list of essential people like and it's he's like he, the governor's basically left it up to like private companies to make a decision whether or not they're going to continue to work. And the thing that uh, I was talking to Tia about was mm-hmm. they're doing it in a way to where like people still have the option of going to work like we need to shut down. And So what Tia was thinking was like, if you don't even if we do shut down and we did lock down, if the rest of the country isn't doing it, we're just going to go through waves of it.
2: You're just going to delay the inevitable.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Well, and as far as I know, there's only four or five states even doing
0: this. And there's 50.
2: I know it's California, uh, Ohio, Massachusetts, Louisiana, and uh, New York.
0: Specifically, New York City. Well, they said like New York is like the epicenter. And they said uh, New York's mayor says hospitals have enough supplies to get through the week only. Now imagine going into a situation with that larger population going through this big of a struggle, and they only got a week worth of supplies. Like this,
2: well, is... I mean, you really got to worry about dense populations like that, anyway. Right. Um, one of the reasons too, when when you look at the list of essential services, like it's still got grocery stores on there and even liquor stores.
0: Yes, that's what. yes. part of
2: that is to um, part of that is to curb some of the some of the worser aspects of um, preparedness and scarcity. So, you leave grocery stores open, at least people aren't going to be breaking into each other's houses for food, right?
0: Yeah, because that's and a then, that's a real worry.
2: And leaving liquor stores open, places that sell bites. If people can't leave their houses, and hell, down here in in New Orleans, there are alcoholics everywhere, man. I mean, if they can't get liquor, they're going to get it. I mean, they're going to find it somehow. So they leave liquor stores open to make sure people have a vent for that. But, you know, hospitals, things like that, even hardware stores, like yeah. people are still going out and buying stuff. They don't want people trying to bust in people's places to take tools, which that stuff's not happening now. But if you completely lock down an area and,
0: um,
2: well, yeah. And you have no access to food, no access to building supplies, especially if people are trying to, you know, fix things on their houses, fix plumbing. Uh, Stuff like that that can be critical, electrical systems, fuse boxes, you know, repair people if they have to come out, if the load of air can like if it gets hot here and too many air conditioners come home come on because every single person is home, it might knock out people's power. So you need to be able to like get to supplies like that so that you can fix those things. Otherwise you got you got real mayhem. Yeah, that's when. So I'm it's sure. good to leave that open
0: yes like i get that that's all that totally makes sense in and, and the definition of like a liquor store is like you definitely want people to be able to sit and drink their worries away like you you want those people to be calm and at home
2: oh yeah i think they should just start passing out weed
0: <laughs> I, I definitely think this would be a terrific time to legalize weed like this would be like yeah,
2: hey it'd be like yeah just go ahead and smoke weed and stay home and get real paranoid about being around groups of people. That's a good plan for us, <laughs> for a pandemic.
0: Yeah. like
2: you Netflix can, is doing a great thing by uh, streaming a lot of the movies that are coming through. So it gives people a lot of incentives to, you know, stay home. Fortunately, we have that kind of technology. I mean, 10 years ago, we didn't even have that.
0: Right. Yeah, there's a lot. And of-
2: Amazon's still getting goods out to people. So that's good. My parents, are older Um, they're uh, they have a grocery delivery service and I think that's great so it'll it'll bring groceries out to their house I think that's a great option especially for older folks
0: well yeah but then you think about the people who have to do the job who are putting themselves on the line like first responders like they don't get the option to stay in the house like they don't they're out there
2: and no, that's true. Yeah. No, I think they ought to be paying everybody that works in a grocery store hazard pay.
0: Yeah, right hazard pay. They definitely deserve hazard pay.
2: Like, absolutely. And I do think they do an essential job. Like, people always make the joke like, oh, just baggage clerk or whatever, work at a checkout counter in a grocery store. Is like, well, how important is that now, man? <laughs> like, yeah. Clearly, you needed that.
0: <laughs> like I feel like the the thing that we're going through right now, both we'll like you said, it, it's a test, and I think like the time that we have to sit at home, those who sit at home and have the ability to do so, um, it's mm-hmm. a it's a way to it's a time to reevaluate the world. Like the world is going to look different after this. It's going to change. i like, I don't know exactly how the change is going to look and how this is all going to play out. Cause like I said, we don't know when this is going to end. We don't know what's going to be over. We don't know how hard the financial market is going to hit. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Some people are going to lose their houses, cars. And it's just, it's like, we're going to be different after this. And it's, I just wonder how we're going to move out of this. I know we're going to have to do it together. That's the one thing I do know.
2: Well, that's definitely true. I think, <laughs> I mean, I don't think this whole thing is, it's wrong to say that I don't think this is bad. It's bad. This isn't good. But I think there's a lot we can glean from it. Um, a lot of the things we kind of take for granted, I think a lot of people are, are now facing a situation where they're reevaluating how, you know, how fragile a balance we actually have set up here, which I've always, I've always known. I mean, and like you know, I was traveling around the world for a year. Like yeah. there's people in other countries that, you know, you, you just don't have access to the kind of things. Like I remember being in some places where I was like, even if I shattered my leg right here, I couldn't get to a hospital. And even if I could get to a hospital, I'm not certain that hospital we'll
0: be able you know, to fix
2: it. is going to be able to treat. Yeah. So like, I don't think a lot of people run into that. I have a <laughs> the 100 Tylenol you saw on the shopping list. My shoulder hurts like a son of a bitch right now. If it weren't for this pandemic, I probably would have gone to the hospital, but I don't want to go to the hospital for two reasons. One, uh, I don't want to be where the highest exposure rate for that virus is going to be. And two, uh, I don't want to take up a doctor's time screwing around with my shoulders when I don't even really need it right now. Like I'm at home. My job is I work contracting work and I'm a stand up comedian. So both those involve either being in someone's home or being on a stage. So, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm laid off. <laughs> yeah, I'm fortunate that I have, um, I had, I had some savings so that I'm all right. But you know, I, I'm kind of looking at it like uh, you can't go to the hospital. They're they got bigger fish to fry over there right now, man.
0: Well, I, I think the whole part about the social distancing is that a lot of people don't understand. Like, the reason why they called for it is because they're trying to, like, level out the curve. Because the hospital system can only handle so many patients at a time. And if everybody's getting it at the same time and a whole bunch of people are getting sick, it's going to overwhelm the system. And that's what we're trying to avoid by staying away from each other.
2: Well, and I believe that CDC report said we have something on the order of 937,000 hospital beds in the United States. And that if under the worst conditions we hit peak infection, we might, I mean, not all at the same time, but we might have before this is over. And this is before we did, took any of these measures. So this number is very high, but they said we might have 218 million cases. So 218 million cases, and we only have just shy of
0: 1 million hospital beds. A lot of people are going to die.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be a lot of people under that. Now, hopefully, the Army Corps of Engineers is trying to set up some field hospitals. I would. This is the kind of thing I always kind of wish that the Army did more of, you know, yeah. setting up field hospitals and places that had outbreaks and things like that. But, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. I think this is definitely a uh, well leadership is important. A good time to socialized health care. Yeah. Like, I think after this, it's going to be pretty clear that, you know, we weren't at all prepared for this. So <laughs> we need to just, you know, private health care was, you know, it's a great idea when the sun's shining. Um, Didn't and when the, the sun isn't, when the sun's not shining, it ain't that great. I mean, and a lot of people point to Italy as you know. Well, they had socialized self-care and you know, whatever. And it was like, yeah, well, they were hit first, so they were hit one of the first. So they didn't exactly, you know, nobody realized the
0: scale. They also have the a very old. Of the disease. they but, have a very old population. A very. They,
2: they also do have a very old population because people in the country live a long time, right? Because they're uh, pretty happy and uh, they have access to good health care. So <laughs> that's why you <laughs> yeah. just have. That's why you have an older population in Italy. Yeah, but the older. And I wrote a post about Italy last week where I was saying I'm not surprised that they. You know that the virus spread so quickly there. Italian people are very warm with each other. They're very physically affected.
0: Yeah. They bring in, you know They believe in bringing people close.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of how they, <laughs> I think it would be, I think it would be a difficult <laughs> situation for the Italians because anytime, usually anytime they come across in strike, they're like, answer for that is all right, we gotta really stick together and hunker down. It's like uh everybody get together, really huddle up. And, you know, that's sort of out of there. that's sort of off the playbook at at this point. So you know, recommending they not do that.
0: Yeah, I think uh I think this is this is just something like like I would like to see like social medical for everybody it's just something you shouldn't have to worry about getting sick and not being able to get help
2: we're yeah I think I think that is that's a pretty basic one
0: like we have the money to do it we have we already spend the money like they were talking about like it's so first of all you got to get the the profit out of it you got to get shareholders out of medicine
2: One of the biggest problems that, uh, you know, economically when people are discussing medical care is the idea of inelastic demand. And inelastic demand is, I mean, to give you an example of it, it's like if I have a pill that will save your life and it costs $10 and I'm the only one that has it, and that's the way patent law works a lot of the time in the United States. We make sure one company has that. This pill $10. It'll save your life. Would you like to buy it? You're going to say, yeah. Now, if next month, you come back and you have to buy that pill again. And they're like, we've got this pill. It's going to save your life. It's $20. I mean, you might be like, <laughs> you might be like, well, wait, it was $10 last month. Why is it $20? I was like, is it just twenty dollars, one pill or what? Save your life. Yeah, what are you gonna so, do? Yeah, I guess I'll. All right, there's twenty bucks, and you come back next month, and it's thirty. So that's sort of a it's sort of a blind spot economically for for a lot of things. That's why medicine doesn't particularly work the same way as a lot of other markets
0: in a capitalist system. Because the single person has control.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, you know, like you, you just think, like, what is the point of, of forming a government and having things like that if they don't do things like provide medical care to people and bridges? Like, you know, building bridges, putting fires out in people's homes, protecting them from people. You know, I mean, what are we even doing? But, yeah. <laughs> you don't have yeah that. I noticed everybody became a socialist real quick when uh, Donald Trump was talking about handing out a thousand dollars to
0: everybody during the economic crisis here. Yeah, it didn't seem so bad then.
2: Oh yeah, all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden they're social, and I'm like, well, yeah, this is that's what this is for. Also, if we're being handed out that money, it's not like it's not like there's an entity called the government that has money. It's our money. And it just comes out like you've been paying into that system your whole life. It's supposed to come out for stuff like this. Like this is why we have, this is why we have, you know, a government to manage funds.
0: Right. This is your job. You have one job. Take care of your people.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think a thousand bucks is the least they could do. <laughs> just start, just start building hospitals, make them all free. Yeah, I, I know they can do it.
0: Well, they talk about like how well how doctors have to be paid; they spend so much money on school. Well, how about we uh we teach doctors for free? People who want to go serve. Like and you can say, like, all right, you want to be a doctor, all right, you have to serve in this public hospital for so long and we'll cover this much of your education or the whole thing. Like we'll give you well,
2: and I mean I understand the point of having a full fledged doctor for some stuff. I mean, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of specialities in medicine like podiatry and this and that. And yeah, you need a full Spectrum medical education for that sort of thing, but we could have an emergency class of doctors. We have medics in the army. We train them in six weeks. So, you know, I mean, you don't need to, you don't need to be able to do osteopathic surgery on somebody to uh, identify whether or not they have a flu and get them hooked up to, you know, an IV or respirator. True. You know, I mean yes, in a legal framework, if you're worried about who's going to get sued for malpractice or, you know, whatever in a whole, I mean, doctors do run into a whole bunch of, uh, run into a whole bunch of problems like that, but we can start training field medics to at least absorb some of the load. We can get a lot more nurses on the front line. You know, everybody acts like their hands are tied. Like, trying to get the job done. We have ways to get it done. Well, this, so and I think I think the government's a good place to start with that. And every time anybody's like, well, you know, the government can't really get anything done. I'm like, we can move an army across the whole world. We can land on the fucking moon. I think we can set up some hospitals.
0: Well, so I, I often think about the fact that like it's like we have problems in this country. And it's like, do you want to solve the problem actually? Or do you just want to put a band aid on it? Like, do you want to actually make us a better place to be, or do you just want to make it look like you're trying? Because we can do a lot of things. Like you said, we put a man on the moon. We, yeah. could, we could build field hospitals and train medics. We could do that easily. Oh.
2: oh, yeah. I mean, and that's one of the advantages, I guess, that you would have with a country like China. That's a, It's a dictatorship.
0: Yeah, you're just going to so, do it.
2: Yeah, he's just like, do it, or uh, you're all fucked <laughs> At that you're all fucked
0: I saw the video of when they had all the like large pieces of equipment coming in to dig and prepare the ground for the field hospital, and it looked like an amazing concert of just ingenuity and hard work going. They just focused on it. And I'm like, why can't we do that? Why can't we work together? And I, I mean... I'm for it. I'm for it. That's, it just makes sense. But then again,
2: I'm for it too. I mean, and that's like, when I was going around and people asked me, you know, what I loved about America and stuff, you know, cause they would ask me just assuming I loved every part of it. And I love most of it, but you know, I, <laughs> they'd ask me about the president and I'd be like, yeah, well, i uh, there were a lot of angry people in the midwest i'm not sure exactly what the hell happened there and then you know they'd be like well, what do you like about america and i'd be like i mean we invented jazz <laughs> we <laughs> we uh we invented assembly line automobile uh manufacturing most of the most of the computer systems you use for the internet we landed on the moon we sent a probe out of the solar system there's not a whole lot we can't do Especially when we put our minds to it, but all of a sudden everybody acts like you know we never really we never really did any of that shit. We won World War II. Well, Russia won World War II, and then we dove in at the last moment to help out and really drive it home. But yeah, yeah, we can do that.
0: We definitely can do that, and it's it's definitely like when people go like, "Well, how will we pay for it?" We pay for a whole bunch of other bullshit. We should probably stop doing. Like
2: well, yeah, we pay for tanks and all kinds of shit right now. I mean, that's always the scapegoat Right. everybody says we pay for it in giant tax abatements to huge corporations. And I know that they bring a lot of money into the country, but they tend to bring it right into their pockets. Right, and it doesn't exactly circulate around to the rest of us.
0: Like, when are people who actually produce the goods get the least amount of money from the goods? That is where the problem is, like where the people up top who just point fingers. And I mean, I can get to this whole conversation, but
2: point yeah. blame.
0: But I definitely think more money and power <laughs> should be given to the workers who actually produce what makes but, the money.
2: Oh man, I I agree too, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but earlier when you were talking about how you thought this pandemic was and the economic turndown from it was going to hit poor people the artists, I think you're absolutely right. Because, like, when you think about where some of the poorest people in the country work, you know, they work, in, they work in retail. They work in the service industry. And, you know, I mean, I live in a house. I live in one apartment in a, in a four-unit uh, place the person that lives up in front of me is a tour guide she's not working there's two people that uh live above me back there they're waiters they're not working i mean i'm a comedian i can't i <laughs> we can do stuff like this <laughs> yeah we can do podcasts and make people laugh online so at least we have an outlet for that but you know people that work in people that work in little retail shops You know, people at Starbucks getting your coffee. Yeah. You know, they're really getting hurt. A lot. And it's a huge part of the, I mean, the United States has been shifting towards the service industry economy for, you know, a long time. And that's the part that's really getting hammered right now. So we're seeing the first wave of economic problems right now. And this isn't the this isn't the last of it.
0: Yeah, this I is mean, just the beginning.
2: This is the beginning of it going through. Uh, I think we're probably coming into the beginning of the the pandemic phase. Hopefully, you know we have put enough stock apps out there to put it down a little bit. But you know, I doubt it. <laughs> so I guess we'll let it work itself out. See what happens. I mean, best you can do is everything there. I mean, what they're telling what they're telling me on the news is not a lot about how to best handle this. One of the best ways to handle it, at least from a medical standpoint, is to you know keep away from big groups of people. That's how this kind of thing spreads. Keep hygiene up and make sure you wash your hands and you know drink. Plenty of clean water. Make sure all the facilities are tidy. I mean, that that kind of practice in the 20th century eliminated huge amounts of death from disease. So, you know, they're not far wrong with that. There's probably some above and beyond stuff. Again, I'm more concerned about the economic impact.
0: I am too, my friend. Well, I definitely will have to check back with you when later on because this is definitely an ongoing situation. So, like I said, I enjoy talking to you, and I thank you for like being on the show today. Um, but I Hey, man, I
2: enjoy talking to you, and I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, man, you're one of my favorite people in the world, no matter where you're at. You're one of
2: my favorite people in the world, Jack.
0: And it, it, you know, here's what sucks is I always know that I can come down there and visit you guys whenever I want to, and the simple fact that I can't do it right now is driving me crazy. Like it's like
2: yeah, like, except for right now.
0: Yeah, right <laughs> now I can't do it. Right
2: now. I mean, you can come down, but dude, I, at one point I'm gonna have to go down to Bourbon Street and take some pictures because it's vacant.
0: Yeah, I've been. Seeing I mean, nothing's open down out.
2: there. That's got to be one of the wildest things in the entire world to see. Bourbon Street never closes. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: well all right. well well, thank you for being on the show uh, Mr. Mark Lucas Um, I definitely I'm definitely thankful for your viewpoint on this and I will definitely give you a call back and we'll definitely do this some more Um, I want to talk to Dave too so let him know like I'll be looking to talk to him because he's like true north so, <laughs> oh, Dave Lewis, yeah, he's like true north.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, Dave. Dave's a good person to talk to about this, too.
0: He definitely is. All right, well, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Well, like I said, thank you for uh, talking to us, and we'll check back in later on down the road in a few weeks and see how it's going. for right, man, but I definitely appreciate you talking to me. Thanks, yep, fingers crossed, buddy. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We got Gilly. Gilly is back.
1: Oh uh, shit! Where'd I go, man?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I will talk from. I talked to Mark Luce for a little bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I told
1: you. I told you I wanted to interview Mark Lucas
0: and shit. Well, yeah, we'll get the chance when we're like in the same spot. It'll be easy.
1: No, it's too late. You already done You know, you done do it already.
0: Well, no, I, I definitely <laughs> think like as like a as a as a news person. So first of all, he's a reporter. So he's, he's, he's been a part of the media for a long time. He's somebody I trust. And, you know, it's one of those people, like, when something's going on, I look to the smart people in my world. Like, I know there are people who are way more in tune to things than I am. I don't pay attention to a whole bunch of stuff. But he's one of the people who I pay attention to. I know, I, I know he's paying attention.
1: Mark was the host uh, at the very first mic I ever went to, man. When I first started getting down, and he passed the uh, the mic that I run now on to me. You know, I got I, I got deep ties in comedy with Mark he, Lucas.
0: He saw something in you.
1: Plus, when I first started my business, Mark Lucas was like one of my very first customers. I went over and did some stuff at his house for him, and he had another house. And then he told a friend, and then they told their mom, and then they told a friend, and.
0: Yeah man, I love Mark Lucas. Mark Lucas has been really good to do that. Yeah, bro. He's one of the people who like in the city has like never changed up on me. Like, no. Like no. never. <laughs> like if you was going if you were going through a storm, like it wasn't like Mark Lucas wasn't involved in it. Like it doesn't he didn't I don't really feel like he took sides for anything.
1: Yeah, I, I I feel like he hey. was a
0: Go ahead.
1: Hey, I see Mark Lucas get real ugly with somebody. He, he, he got dislike for because of some shit that happened. But it was it was totally necessary. But, yeah, man, I'm just glad I'm in that dude's good graces. <laughs> ah,
0: like, well, that's the thing. If, like, he's mad at you, it's like, what did you do? What did
1: you do? Like, it was very justified, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so I did something up, yeah. you know, uh, handled different and it months later, but he still held that grub
0: shit. Yeah. yeah, he was talking about how down in New Orleans, they uh, like it's a ghost town down there, like the street where everybody's always normally at and partying and drinking and stuff like that. And oh yeah,
1: it's They go, Street. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You know how close those quarters were. That. Similar to Italy and the issue that they're having right now, yeah, that would be the last place I would want to be living.
0: So. Well, he so. said that they just they just got placed on. A, they're doing a shutdown like we are. Yeah. So I think they started at five o'clock. Our starts at midnight. So. Okay.
1: okay. Well, all right. when does ours lift? Like, what if you got to do things tomorrow?
0: Well, they said uh, essential uh, employees, like, essential, like, people who are absolutely needed to do what well, they need to do. Oh, be yeah,
1: because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right in that line because people don't have power, you know, I got to go take
0: care of that tomorrow. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, they don't want people to, like, not be able to get what they need or not be able to, like, get food or things yeah, like that. Don't at.
1: Don't be out just fucking off on the
0: street. <laughs> the the liquor store is part of the essential like things to keep open. You're like, yeah, this is gonna suck. Wow. You should you should have a buzz. That's, that's going
1: like on. a mental mental health uh, issue. <laughs> like, Yo, should, if I had it, effort, I'm gonna lose my freaking mind,
0: man. Yeah, like you should get a buzz on for this. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's gonna suck a little bit. You should you should have a drink.
1: Hey man, well, if you got kids in the break room, you might you might
0: need a drink. I definitely got kids in the
1: break room hours of constant harassment.
0: Definitely got kids in the break room, bro, all day long. But the thing about it is, like, I get to leave. Tia's is here all day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: hey, that's why she's mom. Yeah, she definitely handles it. She was like, I'm. She <laughs> so she's working a full time job at her. Like, she turned the, the the dining room into an office, which is right across from my office. So uh, the other day like Gilly uh not Gilly um ZZ runs in here and he was like uh Mommy's office for Mommy work. Daddy's office where he played a game. <laughs> I was like, "Dad, bro, I do work in my office, man." Right. I do do work in there. <laughs> like don't 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 be trying to play me, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah, I no, don't no, 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 no. I said, you've been, to hit me up
0: all the yeah, you've been listening, yeah, to, your office. <laughs> listening to your mama too much.
1: <laughs> Go in there and play a game with your daddy. He ain't doing
0: yeah, she'd be like, your, your office, like, you all you do is play the game in here. I was like, well, that's not all I do. I mean, I, I do.
1: That, that's the beauty of having a two-parent household. Y'all can ping pong them, because sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got nobody there to help. You wing out. Look. Definitely. time out don't work all the time man.
0: hey bro like I remember like earlier in the show you were talking about how like you are not really concerned that you can't do comedy stuff like that but like I'm. it's just so crazy to me that we're so used to doing it and like now nah, we can't we literally can't do it but I did see um, what was it the online they were doing the online open mic
1: yeah the virtual I just was just looking on Facebook somebody called me out to do it The little comedy challenge I stay off the virtual reality, man. I, I I tell jokes all day. Me and Karen have a great time, man. And I have a good time by myself in a room full of nobody. So I mean, man, man it, it sucks. But yeah, I saw, I saw that. Did you see the little
0: Johnny Collins picture that we? Uh, oh yeah, Johnny Collins. <laughs>
1: It says the road's so nice they lined them up twice and to eat or not to (laughs) eat. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait for that episode to come out and post that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what I said was because we're in the situation that we're in is because everybody's at the house and just a lot of people aren't doing anything. I was like, we might might throw some extra episodes in there. Get some more stuff cracking off just to keep the people entertained, help out, take a break from Netflix, listen to us while well, you do your push Well, that's the thing about
1: entertainment. It's to distract you from what the hell you got going on in your real life. You know right now, All of us got heavy shit weighing on our minds right now.
0: Well, I think that so part of the thing was so I feel like the now that we don't have sports, there's a lot of stuff that Americans have used to distract themselves with, and a lot of that distraction is is gone now. Like you, literally, you have time to sit and think about your life and what's going on, and like what the world looks like. So, a lot of a lot of soul searching going on right now.
1: A lot of people ain't worried about what the world is looking like. They they worried about what six feet around them looks like. I <laughs> mean, they were six feet away from me. Yeah. Today, if a person met me or I was working, they wouldn't even know I was funny because I was straight business today, man. I ain't, not a lot of chit-chat going on, bro. I didn't know what I needed to do, and I'm gone. I already knew what I needed to do this morning, so I went on in and took care of it. And I'm on out.
0: Yeah, I know my business. and I'm gone. Yeah. So what you got going on for the week? What's your week look like? Tomorrow. You got these shows coming up,
1: <laughs> man. I have a show every time I wake up, bro. <laughs> you just have to walk in these. The, the, the so Truman time.
0: Show. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good <laughs> afternoon, and good night.
1: Good night. Yeah,
2: there's always something
0: going on, man. So, what are you doing to avoid boredom? Where Where are you up to?
1: I tell so you, yeah, video games. I got the. I got little things around the house that Karen wants me to fix up that I've been putting off for who knows how long. Because I tell her all the time, man, when a man tells you he's going to do something, you don't have to keep reminding him every six months. You know what I mean? That was a man joke.
0: Well, You do have to remind him every six months. Oh, yeah. Every every guy who's been putting off doing something, like, yeah. Man, I went to Home Depot
1: the other day, bro. The city was just, there wasn't a lot of people out, and they were all at Home Depot. Oh, yeah. So all the little uh, little home improvement places, hey, man, oh, they're doing that thing. You got time Oh, yeah, you got time today. There's no excuses. You're messing around.
0: No excuses. Yeah. Mama said you done today. Yeah, I uh, I went to Home Depot during this whole thing. And uh, it's like, because you know, here's the thing about Home Depot is like every time I go, I get a tool I didn't have. And it's like when you get a tool that you didn't have that you need to use, like I got clamps. My like, clamps don't seem like they're that important until you need clamps.
1: You
0: need them. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you actually need clamps and then you have them, you're like, oh man, this makes my job so much easier. Like I could have done it without it, but it's like, No, I'm going to go ahead and (laughs) go
1: ahead. Hey, The only problem about tools is, man, once you buy them, they got to find a place to put them at, man. If you see my garage, the more tools I get, the less room we have for cars. Now we can't even park in the garage because there's just so many tools out there. I I need to rearrange them. Don't your head like that, kid. If you do blast <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, like that. Oh, yeah. You yeah,
1: know no. what I don't like, man? What? When you playing online, man, and you're trying to be courteous, and you just roll right past the dude, and then you, you get in front of him, and he blows your car up, man. I really, I really hate that. What type of person would
0: do that to you, man? i grab that
1: bottle.
0: <laughs> what type of guy would do that? Who are you, dude? dude? Yeah,
1: that dude right there is dark, man. That dude right there has a dark soul and something.
0: So, like, I like so the, the way the show is going to be going for the next few weeks at least is going to be, so it's going to be me and you. We're going to chop it up and then I'm going to be doing random interviews with different people I I just want to talk to. I'm going to try to find a way to bring you in on it to the way it works for everybody, because
1: it's not gonna work without me, man. <laughs> <laughs> a Jaycoast without a Jimmy Cricket, man.
0: Shit, sound crazy, don't
1: it? Yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> Damn man, I just heard craziness in the background. I think my son is growling.
1: Yeah, I heard that growl. <laughs> you got a monster in the house, you know what like I
0: yeah, remember he's at your house and he's at the door? There's a monster at the door. Yeah, there, <laughs> there it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, the growler. Definitely. Yeah, man, so what are you doing to, to stay busy at the house?
0: Man, I've been playing the fuck out the game and annoying the fuck out of my wife.
1: <laughs> hey, I noticed as soon as they started shutting down the city, the price on the division went up. Did you see that? Did you notice that? Because before it was like $12. I could have bought the whole game in a bundle. And I don't I don't know if I even saw the, the ultimate. Like, bro, yeah, it jumped right back up, man, because they know this is the only way to get outside is to go on your video game. You can't go outside without getting in
0: trouble or getting
1: sick.
0: Yeah, you in the house. You go down. Well, you, man, definitely, I, you definitely should get it because I'm definitely playing the fuck out of the division right now.
1: I'm not getting it, man, because just like last time, I bought the game and we tough for a tough road man, and have a
0: Bro, road, I swear man, you're going to let getting robbed by the Mexican go, bro.
1: Yes, come okay. he, on. He jacked me as soon as you got off. Since he was like, man, run around with him for a minute. We've been running around all day getting looped. And as soon as you got off, we got some good shit. I got robbed, man. I saw that group disbanded and it was over from there. Now I don't want to run around anymore. Because that was the thing, man. I, the game was it was fun, but it was a little repetitive after a while. But still, I could get around that. Only problem I had was, man, as soon as you get something good in the dark room, all the rogues just come out. You can't. You, you never. I never got it home. I never got it home. and never, never got on the helicopter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you never could get it off the rope and get out of there with it. That's the thing. That's The Dark Zone is a cutthroat place, nigga. Come to play or stay home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Make sure
1: you
0: know that when you go in there. Son. You stay out of there for a little bit. Yeah, they got Dark Zone uh, only items that I want to go in there and get. Uh, but if there are any other video game players out in the audience, uh, shout us out. Let us know what you're playing. Let us know how you're uh, dealing with the, the quarantine Let's know your routine. Hit us up at uh the at uh, gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh we also have a Facebook and an Instagram. I think we're on Twitter. So Gilly is the social media guy. I don't I don't check shit. <laughs> I check the email. Yeah, I
1: can't <laughs> You kind of just sent that to me, and it became my job. Like the first week, I had those pictures, but oh. then uh, second week and the third week, we just having too much fun didn't have any pictures. But I did recently start taking more pictures whenever we had guests in the studio. But seeing how we ain't gonna have any guests in the studio for a minute, I'll just be putting up random pictures and stuff that we're talking about, so it won't be uh, anybody you know. Maybe you do know somebody. on the I don't know. You have to check in and see. EBay. you ever just did some yeah man i'm sitting there playing a video game weaving through traffic Man, doing the podcast over
0: here i'm purge. playing the game too I, right now as we speak in quarantine i could tell because you're not very talking yeah i'm getting carried once again i love it listen i when i when, <laughs> listen i when i am with a strong team who can do everything i'm like yes please yes because yeah. there'd be the times where like, you'd be playing with people and you'd be struggling like, oh, y'all suck. But like yeah, now, now I'm the guy who's like, oh, I'm trash. Yeah, but thank you for letting me run with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I appreciate say it.
1: say that, man, all the time you, you had to carry people? Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. People just don't know how to drive on this game, man. Even though I am going backwards on the freeway, these people don't have any road etiquette.
0: Ain't that a bitch Oh bro I saw an accident I was driving down the freeway I was driving down the freeway And right in front of me I saw A car Rear in another car And the other car Going to a ditch and I was like, what the hell? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just saw them slide down a ditch, and it was on 270. And I was like, I don't know whether or not the person's hurt. And I was like, uh, I was on the phone with T, and I was like, oh, somebody just went off into the ditch. And I was like, I don't know. Because there's certain parts of it where, it, like, it leads right to water. Like, it's a, it goes to the yeah. like, straight down the water. I, I didn't know where they were. I was just like, oh, shit, we got to check. We got to go. We got to see who's in, if they're okay. Because. Yeah. And I, I pulled over. And that's the thing. Like, when you see somebody hurt, like, you want to or you, you're assuming someone could be hurt. Like, you got to step in, man. Like, with this whole, like, that's not my problem thing, because it could be you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, how many times has that happened where you were just stranded and somebody just rolled by you? <laughs> man, I needed some help.
0: Yeah, and that you want to be there for help. Like, this, this whole situation, we're just going to have to help each other more. Like, I just want the world to be a better place after this. Like, let's not be worse. Let's be better. Let's be the best we can be. And we're going to try to do our best to be the best we can be here at Pod Row. uh, Yeah,
1: well, people get caught up in a lot of different, either your race or your your financial status and a lot of other things. Right now, we just need to be human beings to each other because we're all going through nonsense, man. And nobody's
0: exempt from this. Everybody can get this work.
1: Everybody
0: can get this one. Yeah, and that's one of the things is like we, like it's so petty that we fight about such stupid shit. Where it's like this super bug came around, it's like this virus, and it's like it can kill all of us. So does it matter what race you are? No. Nobody. Does it matter how much money you got? No. It will kill you if it can. Yeah. No. No
1: question.
0: Nobody special.
1: Yep. All you gotta do is be around the wrong person At the wrong time
0: Well you know who the right people Are at the right time is Coax Media and 4G Contractors Which are the sponsors for today's show oh, oh. So shout them out if you got some needs Uh. Make sure they're serious needs <laughs> Oh they're <yeah>, definitely serious <laughs> needs
1: but- Only calling trying to get some family photos Right before <laughs> Your whole family got corona. Y'all trying to just get photos for the last little sit-in that y'all had to get going through all that, man. Coast Media and 4G
0: contractors are on strictly emergency only, man. Yeah, at this point. But we can talk We can talk about some stuff. If you want to call... And- we,
1: we can make plans. We can yeah. make plans for when the world clears up and we can move around freely again. Yeah, man.
0: but like you said like if your power goes out or you need a new fuse box immediately ASAP 4G contractors yeah, that's, that's is there the yeah like in, you, you got
1: yeah your bathroom light the light bulb went out that's not an emergency <laughs> you need to get up there and change that light bulb real quickly yeah oh man the day the world shut down can you believe this man this is like some sh- Straight out of the movie shit.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's just, this is a thing we got to live through it. We got to survive it. This is this is a major thing in our life, and we gonna be different afterwards. But I am thankful that we are here today. I'm thankful for you listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm thankful for that too. I'm thankful that y'all
1: were safe in a place, keeping yourself out of harm's way. Spending your time, getting some of this good knowledge from Gilly and J. Coke.
0: And we will be here every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Unless we ain't. <laughs> but we're... <Unless> the world, <laughs> I want y'all to... I want you to be able to count on us. That you know. I might
1: I, even start watching the news just so I can have some
0: some information for people out or
1: anything because I don't I don't really watch the news too much I, I catch glimpses here and
0: there but man I don't know. so my thing with the news is you gotta watch multiple sources just don't watch people you like because you like them watch multiple sources because that's the thing you need to be able to disseminate what you're being told and everybody's gotta put <laughs> their their thinking cap on. Like, well, you
1: can no longer go off of just one person's opinion. You know, you need to try to investigate it. It's like science; you you have to run the experiment. You got to do the legwork, the research, and then you figure out. You get to the bottom of the problem.
0: Yeah. Like you need you need more information. The more you know, the better off you are. The better, well, the better the, the world. You, you don't
1: even. You don't even have to watch the news. If you have a phone, you have a smartphone, you got an Android or something, and then knowledge is right in the palm of your hand. And there's nothing you can't find out. Yeah. All you have to do is type the words into Google or whichever Bing, whichever one search engine you use, and voila,
0: there it is. Well, once again, like I'm thankful for everybody. Please stay safe. Please keep your yeah, distance. Please stay safe. Please think about others, even if you don't think that you're going to get it or you that you're immune from it. Like, listen, man, this is the thing that's touching everybody, and it might just be,
1: assume everybody has it. And if you can assume that everybody has it, you will be a lot more cautious in your day. You'll be aware of your surroundings, and hey, man, and we'll all benefit from wash it. Wash your hands Nobody, in your ass. Well, I don't think that's how you get the corona, but yeah, wash your hands in your ass, man. That is that will help. <laughs> yeah. That, that'll help everybody else in the house when the are
0: quarantined. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Hygiene is important when you're locked in the house with a motherfucker. Don't be the funky motherfucker just walking by everybody. Yeah,
1: everybody's listening. Why are everybody looking all
0: funny you? And if you, you gotta, gotta go to work, don't be the funky co-worker.
1: <laughs> You've been stuck in the basement for seven days in quarantine playing that game. You know uh, getting yeah,
0: that bro. look, man. You need to wash your ass. Well, thank you for stopping by, and thank you for listening. This has been Pod Row with Jay Cox and Gilly, and I'm Jay Cox. and I'm Gilly. We'll see you later.
1: Next week, baby. All Next of that
0: Tuesday. All of that. Ten o'clock. We bust out the door on a Tuesday. Going up on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Tuesday mornings at ten y'all. o'clock. Come fuck with us. We fuck with y'all. Be safe. We'll see you later. Until then. Peace out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me hit you. I know we've been doing some different things. Let me hit you with the the music for for the go out because I feel like you deserve that. You need that. We'll see you later. (laughs) Thank you for coming by. Good evening, everybody. Take care of yourself.
1: Man, get out of here.